With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Goat Show. Download the Goat Show. It ain't a parade float show. Not a clickbait blow. You came to hear it, you came to smell it, you came to taste it. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of The Goat Show. Alright, episode number one, entitled, What Is It? What is it? Well, we're going to get into that into a little bit. Maybe we'll get into a little bit of a show, maybe we won't. It's all new, kind of fly-by-your-seat, you know, pants entertainment here. Uh, basically, why would I start this show? If you're listening to this, especially if you're listening to episode number one, it's probably because I asked you to listen to it or I marketed it to you on a Facebook or something because you're somewhat aware of me, who I am, previous things I've done. You know, by the way, just you know, a little introduction in case you're not familiar with me. I am the GOAT, real name, no gimmicks. And uh, yeah, I've been out there for many years making independent films, doing YouTube videos. Probably a lot of you first were introduced to me through the Hillbilly DVD Reviews uh, YouTube channel. Just something that was born out of fun. Me and a couple buddies recording you know, DVD, Blu-ray reviews in a garage, having a good time with it. That morphed after a year or two into the Hillbilly DVD Reviews podcast, which we did about 30, 40 episodes of. Uh, before, you know, scheduling and whatnot. And we just couldn't, you know, in the podcast space... Uh, we couldn't, you know, keep up with the, you know, the scheduling or whatever. That really requires, you know, you have to be putting out pretty much a weekly show uh, in order to get any sort of traction or following. And, you know, for whatever reason, scheduling, whatever, we weren't able to do that. Branch out into a lot of different things. Uh, did a podcast called Movie Wars, where me and a buddy would sit down and argue about a movie. Like, you would, it was like a commentary show where, like, if I didn't like a movie... I would attack it, and then, you know, one of my buddies, like Trevor or somebody, would, you know, try to stick up for it and explain why the movie's good. That was a lot of fun. It only lasted maybe about 10 episodes, 12 episodes, 13, uh, maybe 14, you know. Bear with me. We got a lot of aborted uh, podcasts. Then for a short while, I was on the tail end of a show called Exploited Cinema. Maybe you know me from that. Maybe you don't. I was on there for about a year, the final year of the show. You know, it was another thing. It was just time to wrap it up. It wasn't, you know, my show. I didn't create it. I was just, you know, came on board, co-host, whatever. But it was a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun doing that. Excuse me. And then we moved on to, well, actually a couple different things. Action Elite Podcast. Didn't get promoted. Me and a friend, Corey G. uh, We stopped doing that after a few episodes. You know, it was basically we just would review a film or two. About an hour-long show. Um, 
then, you know, we really hit some success. We, meaning me and my buddy Corey G, we did this 1980s movie Graveyard Show, which I guess is a little bit on a hiatus. I haven't been putting episodes out regularly. You know, the last, whatever, year, year and a half, scheduling's been kind of crazy. Just, you know, personal things, whatever. Last couple months, I wasn't able to put the shot on a regular basis because I was really busy and not busy in traditional sense but I was just fucking tired like honestly I was like tired and I just didn't have the energy to keep up with the show and schedule shows and watch movies but 1980s movie graveyard it's like we sit down and we watch a movie and it's not really a commentary show but we do talk throughout the running length of a movie so that's like a two-hour show every time you do episode got a you know uh uh going to continue with the 1980s movie graveyard but we're going to you know go off and eventually do 90s movies so there will be like a sister podcast if you will so yeah i mean i've been doing a lot of different things over the years all my podcasting experiences have really been great to be honest with you uh, especially the 1980s movie graveyard picked up a lot of traction i mean even hillbilly dvd reviews even though it never had more than like a I'd say between a 40 and 45 person hardcore listening audience. It worked out great. We had lots of feedback. We met lots of people through doing it. It was awesome. Um, but it's like, okay, I'm listing off all these shows. Some retired, some on hiatus, some, you know, in limbo, whatever. Maybe they'll return right there. So, so why should you as the listener be excited that this guy, the GOAT, is now putting out yet another podcast that, <laughs> might or might not be discontinued uh you know after a year or so or whenever this fucking guy the goat loses his steam or whatever well here's the thing is you know i've been really kicking this idea around for a couple years now and now it's going to come to fruition uh with this podcast the goat show this is my show this is my solo show okay what does that mean okay wait you didn't like recording with your buddies no i love recording with my buddies it's a lot of fun we're gonna have guests on here um but the problem is like hillbilly dvd reviews was a certain shtick and i love that shtick and i want to keep doing that shtick but it you know it you know we did a lot of episodes with other people and that was cool but really the show was me and phil d's uh i hope to have him you know on this show and do other episodes of Hibbley DVD review him down the line but you know it was a two-man team so to speak and if you don't have the two-man team you can't really do a show so I'm trying to do something a little more personal and and, and with the newer shows not the problem because there is no problem with it but I'm just explaining to you why would I want to do something different is a lot of those shows well all of them shows that where we sit down and talk about a movie they're all two hours long and doing a two to two and a half hour podcast you know we go off on tangents doing a podcast that long it's a major um, commitment for people. And, you know, if you have a job like I do where you can sit around and listen to podcasts all day, two-hour podcasts are amazing. They help pass the time. But a lot of people don't have that commitment. They're, they're, they're thinking of a podcast, you know, kind of like a more casual crowd. They're, they're thinking of a podcast, you know, 30 minutes, you know, at the most or whatever. So that's kind of what we're going to do with the GOAT show. And why would we want to do a shorter show? Well, here's why. I have a lot of... Uh, the random things that, you know, I just want to discuss either, you know, kind of like I'm doing right now solo, just to get my thoughts out of my head, you know, like kind of, you know, what I was waiting on was I got this small little Zoom H1 recorder, like it looks like something like, um, 
like a sports beat reporter would, would have, you know, or that holds it in the face of like a locker room athlete or something like that. So I, I kind of like this because I can take it with me. Right now, The sum, it's summertime. It's hot as balls where I live. It's June something or other. I, I Actually, I'm recording this on Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Happy Father's Day. Father's Day to my dad, who I know is somewhere listening to this. Um, actually, I'm recording it in the room with my dad. He's, he's here. But, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought thinking about Father's Day there. But, uh, yeah, basically with this thing, you know, I, I, I probably will be recording for the next couple of months, recording all the shows in my home. Um, but eventually I kind of want to go out when the weather gets cooler, go out, go around town, maybe talk to some folks on the street, maybe not, maybe just go to a nice secluded place to record my thoughts, do whatever. So this is kind of more like a personal diary and like a guy working shit out in his head. But also, you know, we're going to do episodes where it's just me talking and you know, maybe that will bore you. Maybe it won't. Maybe you'll find it fascinating. You know, these episodes that we do like this will probably be more like, like a blog kind of, I guess like a blog. By the way, I hate that word, blog, blog. I mean, we're all used to saying it now, but you remember the first time you ever said fucking blog? Yeah, it's fucking annoying. You know, it's like it's, it's like you're throwing up your mouth a little bit. And the worst is vlog when you do a video blog, because it's not a video blog, even it's a vlog, vlog. Fucking, oh, I'll tell you what, my favorite arcade game from 1982 was vlog. You ever play vlog down at the arcade game? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I didn't get much sleep last night, I'm cracking up here, but yeah, so, you know, basically I want to do this at least weekly, maybe bi-weekly, and basically the format of this show is going to be, the episodes are going to range in length, I'm hoping, and by the way, this is the fun of episode number one, what is it, where I'm trying to explain what I want the show to be, is, you know, I want the show to be between 15 and 45 minutes at the max. Because even if even if you're a fan of uh, you know the other shows I do that are longer, that's great. This is just kind of a shorter companion piece. You know what I mean. But if you if you're somebody who you really don't want to hear just about movies or you just want something shorter, maybe maybe if you're a new fan, maybe you'll like this. But if you're a new fan, uh, in all honesty, you probably will be catching on later on down the road. But that's cool. But yeah, I just want to do something shorter, a little more free form. Because okay, here's the thing. Like Hillbilly did. Rewind. Hillbilly DVD reviews. We did kind of, you know, the main topic was movies, but we kind of would go off, you know, on tangents and other things. And it was more free form. But when I do something specifically like to, like the 1980s movie Graveyard, the whole reason I, you know, wanted to start that podcast was, you know, to cover these great movies and give credit, shine a light on people who did these really cool works to cinema 30 40 so like when i do that like i'm trying to stay on topic because i'm trying to like kind of give the glory to the people who created all the great movies that i loved as a kid and still love if you know what i mean so like i won't say i censor myself but there's certain things i might want to talk about you know as much as i go off tangent there but you know i don't because the topic's not appropriate or it's whatever and i feel like sometimes like say you're doing say you're doing a commentary for back to the future right you're talking about Marty McFly, and he's flying around the fucking time machine, and it's great. But maybe there's something on the news that week that you want to talk about. Maybe it's a little bit of political. Maybe it's just a little risque subject, like whatever. And then you talk about that on a Back to the Future episode, and then people are like, I don't like this. I don't want to hear, you know, I want to hear about Marty McFly. I don't want to hear about, so like, you kind of get mixed message, whatever, and you kind of turn people off. Well, the GOAT show, I'm going to try to have 
you know, a succinct topic for each episode, especially when I talk to guests. Like, I'll, have, I'll bring certain friends on to talk about a certain topic, you know. And I want to try to keep the topics when I have guests to just one topic, not go off the topic too much. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, you kind of have to hold back. And that's why I want to start this show, The Goat Show. Because what is a goat show? Look it up in the Urban Dictionary. Alright, that's all I'll say. But uh, I want to be able to go to those deep, dark, sticky, grimy places that you can't go when you're just trying to do a movie show. And by the way, we're going to talk about movies a lot on here. This is, I, you know, So I don't want to make it sound like for the movie fans you're not going to get anything out of this show. Uh, because you will. I'll probably talk about movies like 80% of the time, but I'll be talking about little news items, little whatever, you know, maybe I'll quick review a movie I just saw or something like that, or just let you know kind of where my head is at and what I'm looking at movies and stuff, but, you know, I want the freedom to go to other places, in particular, and this is the place nobody wants any podcast to go, I want to talk about politics with people, and what I mean by that is I don't want to talk about politics of right now. And I don't want to argue with people because I do not enjoy arguing about politics. You know, I respect people's privacy in terms of their political affiliations. Whatever. I'll just say right now, I don't like Democrats. I don't like Republicans. I'm not really on either side. So that kind of puts me in the place where, like, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is really going on in American politics, global politics, whatever. So if I end up doing, and I hope to do, a political show eventually, you know, on here... Uh, if I invite a guest on, they're going to be a guest. I want to treat with them respect. But it's going to be more like I'm trying to understand their point of view, if you know what I mean. I'm not trying to argue. Like, I'm just trying to see how different people see the world. And that's what interests me about politics. Not the, you know, the whatever, the... Yeah, I don't, we won't even go into it right now. I'll just leave it. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't talk about that on a movie show because then... Right off the bat, you, you make fun of a certain politician everybody's turned off. You make fun of... You just, so, I mean... That's not going to be, you know, like this is going to be a show about exploring thoughts, exploring topics, exploring mainstream topics, exploring obscure topics, you know, just talking about whatever the fuck is on your mind. So, okay. So that's kind of where I'm at. What's the show going to be? It's going to be a shorter format show. It's going to be a place where I can sit alone, talk out loud, you know, get my thoughts out. And it's going to be a place to have cool guests, people I know, people I'm familiar with to talk about certain things that interest me or news, or whatever, just examine topics, so, you know, that said, you, you, you know, you know my name, real name, no gimmicks, you know my history of podcasting, you know what I'm all about, if you don't, you can check out on YouTube, Hillbilly DVD Reviews, Facebook, you can check out Hillbilly DVD Reviews on Facebook, you can check out, um, well, 1980s Movie Graveyard, page doesn't exactly exist the way it is, but you can check out the 1980s movie graveyard podcast uh there's different straight feeds you can get itunes wherever you want to do get that shit and uh and <laughs> there will be a 90s show coming eventually we've already recorded at least one episode of it uh with a good friend and uh yeah so let's get to the goat show let's take a little interlude i'm going to take a second to compose my thoughts and then we're going to round this out with some recent things that have been going on in my life. Okay, so here we are. Just kind of, you know, checking things out. I'm using a brand new piece of recording equipment here. The reason I wanted to get this little Zoom H1 recorder was, you know, I've been wanting to kind of do, like, a little solo thing here. 
I'm going to take a sip of water. You're going to say, asshole, you just took a break. Should have drank your water then. Sorry about that. Please excuse me. We're working the bugs out here. Episode number one. What is it? By the way, what is it? Look it up. It's an intriguing art film by Crispin Glover. I hope you're going to like it. Uh, I haven't seen all of it. I've seen pieces of what is it. And, um, oh, shit. Alright, see, this is the kind of shit that the goat show is going to have, okay? My life partner is out doing things. And she just sent me a text saying, just saw someone get punched in the face. <laughs> I really, I just, I just found this out. I'm going to text back, where did it happen? See if she says, maybe, see, this is like live shit. <laughs> right here. She's running some errands. See what she says. That kind of took me by a shock. Sorry, you know, normally I'm not going to be sitting here taking texts during the show, but when, when your girlfriend says, I just saw someone get punched in the face, you know, you got to respond to that. So anyway, wow, that threw me for a loop. Yeah, episode, episode one, what is it? Lovingly kind of entitled after Crispin Glover's thing, freeform artistic filmmaking, I've only seen clips of it. I don't think you can buy a DVD of it or whatever. If you can, I'm going to look it up and buy it. But yeah, what is it? Just throwing a shout out to Crispin Glover there. So yeah, so let's talk a little bit about recent... Maybe this will be an ongoing segment. I don't know. But we all, <laughs> from time to time, get these weird customer service interactions. I want to call this segment actually customer service. And the reason I'm going to call it customer service, I'm sorry if that term offends you or whatever, but, you know, this is the GOAT show. Just getting it all out there. There will be explicit warning whenever I post this or do whatever, you know, iTunes or whatever. It will say explicit. I'll, I'll let everybody know what's up. But customer service is basically a segment where I talk about recent customer service experiences they had that were just ridiculous, you know. So recently, had to go buy some kitty litter. <laughs> kitty litter. Uh, yeah, I had to buy some kitty litter, went to the PetSmart, and uh, unfortunately they didn't have the big bag, because I, you know, I don't want to go out like every week and buy kitty litter. You know, I like to stock up on my kitty litter, so I always buy the biggest bag they can, and you know, I need some exercise, so it helps, I carry the big bag up the thing, it helps. Went to the PetSmart, they did not have the big bag of the particular type of kitty litter that I, uh, that I own. That I own, or that I like to purchase, but I had to get the smaller bag of the kitty litter, and I, you know, I bring it up. I'm, I'm approaching the check stands. I see there's two registers open, which is cool because usually there's only one, and you have to wait. But I see two are open, and one of them, the one on the end, the girl is just there by herself, like nobody's checking out, nobody. So I'm like, cool, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking up. I get maybe about ten to twelve feet away from the. Uh, the 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 register there she makes eye contact with me i'm like cool this girl's gonna be ready i'm gonna come up i'm gonna place the shit down on the, the, the little whatever re revolving conveyor belt whatever the fuck that thing is um you know so okay so that's at like 12 feet away from the register take a couple more steps and the time i take three to four more steps she turns to her right starts talking to a co-worker on the other register who is actually like checking somebody out. So I think, well, maybe her friend asked her like a question or not her friend, but her coworker asked her a question of like, Hey, you know, maybe I need some help on this register. Maybe so like, you know, get up there, get closer. I realize what's going on. 
these two girls are having, I would write, you know, it wasn't inappropriate or anything, but I would say it was a, you know, a, a non-work-related conversation these two girls are having. And so they're talking back and forth, and then the other one, she has a customer there, this lady with this cart full of shit. She, you know, I don't know exactly where in their transaction they were done, almost done, in the middle. I don't know what was going on. But she's, she's just, these two girls are talking over, you know, totally ignoring this, this other lady. And then in the process, also ignoring me. So I have to sit there, and I'm not shitting you. I had to sit there for about 20 seconds with my medium size, not the large size bag, but the medium size. Who's on first? That's all I say. Who's on first? Who's on first? Who's on second? Okay, not the large kitty litter, the medium sized kitty litter. I have to put it down. And I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for this girl to acknowledge me. But her head is just turned straight away from me. And she's talking to her friend and whatever. Finally, they get done with their little bullshit chit chat. And then she turns to me and totally nonplussed, you know, whatever, waits on me. And I'm just like, yeah, that was kind of a big of, as I would call it, cuntumer service. You don't wait till somebody gets right up to you and then turn your fucking head. And then rudely, like, not even, not even say I'll be with you for a second, but like, and then, and then on top, if it was work related, I would not give a shit, but fucking just bullshitting. And then on top of it, fucking treat me like I was just like fucking, you know, and I hate that. You know, I hate when you go to places and whether it's a place you're going to to spend money for fun, like a restaurant or movies, or maybe you're just going to, you know, whatever place like PetSmart to buy some kitty litter. And you know, you this ain't what I really want to be doing with my time buying kitty litter, but you know I gotta do. I gotta buy the kitty litter because I love my kitty. You know what I mean. So he's he's gotta have some clean stuff to step into and piss in and shit in because you know he don't use a toilet. He uses kitty litter. But uh, by the way, sorry. <laughs> All right, this is another. You see, this is the, the episode number one. What is it? This is the litmus test of whether you're gonna like this shit or not. Why do I keep going kitty litter like a fucking you know shtick or whatever? When I, I'm trying to place the, uh, when I used to work at Best Buy, I think this was towards the end of my Best Buy tenure, I worked there a couple of years, I was out, we, we had a, uh, we had a job, we were like in, um, we were, we were in a huge shopping center, and our carts would get pushed way, you know, if the carts got, like on one end was Best Buy of the shopping center, and there was like Target in the middle, all these little shops, eventually there was a Lowe's, our carts would get so pushed so far and there were so many and we had to get two or three guys to go round them up and I was there with this kid I worked with Bobby who's a real uh nice kid but we used to goof around so much like you wouldn't believe how much we would goof around at work and and our sense of humor is you know was very off the wall at that point so <laughs> we were retrieving one of our carts kind of down at the end of the thing and there was like a shopping list in there and you know I was was going to, you know, we're taking all the trash out of the carts we're collecting, obviously, because what's the point of bringing all these carts back to Best Buy if they're full of fucking trash? Who wants who wants to use them then? So we look down and, and like as a joke, I start I start reading the the shopping list to this kid Bobby, you know, and I can't remember everything else on it, but it was like basically a paper towel, cereal, milk, whatever, and then kitty litter. I'm reading it out loud to him, and he's like, "What?" And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I hand it to him. He goes, kitty litter. I don't know how, because he was probably about 20 years old, I want to say, maybe 19. And he was just, I mean, you know, well, 
I guess he just never had a cat, really, or, you know, he didn't know it, or maybe in his house they called Kitty Litter Cat Sandra. I mean, I don't know. For some reason, this 20-year-old kid <laughs> never had heard of Kitty Litter. So I say, yeah, Kitty Litter, Kitty Litter, you know, and I explained to him what it was, and I mean, he knew what it was, but like I said, for some reason, he just never heard it called Kitty Litter before. So for, for that, you know, for whatever, the, the next several months, we, we would see each other, and in that voice, we'd go, Kitty Litter, Kitty Litter. Like, I guess it just sounded so babyish and weird to him, I don't know. Now it's not funny anymore, because I overly explained it, but that's kind of the genesis behind it, and that's... Whenever I say kitty litter, which I don't say often, but I usually say it like that. But anyway, this PetSmart, okay, I'm like, okay, I got the kitty litter. You know, that was a little rude. It didn't shake me. I'm not an asshole. I didn't get super pissed or nothing. But I'm like, I got I got some more errands to run, right? Got to go down to the Coles, the K-O-H-L-S. Got to go to the Coles. So I went to the Coles. Um, what did I buy that day? Bought some socks and I think a pair of basketball shorts. Whatever. So I go to the Coles, I go to the checkout, whatever. And usually Coles kind of sucks because I don't know why. Like, it always takes a million years to check out. And it's always like, I don't know, it's always whatever. So I got through the checkout pretty quick. And this girl, you know, she was a, what do you call it, a super professional retail person. Oh, hi, how are you? Hi, yeah, did you, did you find everything you wanted? Did you, you know, being overly nice and sugary sweet. And yeah, it's great. Oh, would you like to get a Kohl's charge? Oh, it will save you 20%. That will save you $9 today, sir. Like, oh, no, thanks, you know. Like, when I go to customer service, you know, interactions, whatever, I just want the person to be normal. Like, some places you go and, like, like, I don't know why, if, whenever I try to get a sandwich from Jersey Mike's, they get, like, the biggest weirdos, usually. They're, like, all bug-eyed, and, like, they don't even know how to, like, interact with you, and they do weird shit. And I mean, it's just strange. So, like, when I get customer service, like, whatever, like, you know, I just want them, they don't even have to be smiling and shit like that. Like, I don't even, I don't expect service with a smile. Just be normal, treat me like a normal, you know, be casual, whatever. And, you know, and this, you know, she was over the top, nice whatever, you know, so, like, I'm, I'm, like, oh, no thanks, you know, I'm good, yeah, I got, oh, I got this coupon, okay, she scanned the coupon, like, and then I get to the point where I need to, like, insert my chip card, no, I was gonna say swipe, but, you know, you have to insert chip card, insert that chip card, just insert it, and, uh, I'm inserting chip card, I'm doing the whatever, and, you know, I'm not quite done with the transaction, because, I, you know, this thing has to read my card and whatever, so we got, we got about another, uh, 25, uh, seconds here to go with Mary Sue on this transaction. I, by the way, I don't remember what her name was. Maybe, you know, it was, I don't know. I'll just call her Mary Sue. So, anyway, like, the Mary Sue, like, it was like watching, like, I don't know, like, it was watching, like, Edward Norton and Primal Fear <laughs> when he goes into, like, or maybe, like, I don't know, I haven't seen Split, but maybe, like, a more up-to-date comparison would be James McAvoy's from Split. So, like, Mary Sue, even though we're not quite done with the transaction, because, you know, I have to finish, and she has to give me the receipt, and then she has to give me my Kohl's cash, or just whatever, you know, we only had about 20 more seconds to go, but, you know, it was like her face drop, that super nice, sugary, sweet customer service persona, you know, just drop, and then she turned, and then she, then she was, in, like, almost like the same thing that just happened, like, half hour earlier at PetSmart, she was in her chatty Kathy chatty mary sue mode she she turns to the like the girl next to her and she's like 
I really like the way you, you know, I guess this girl was new or whatever. She's like, I really like the way you, you know, ask people if they want a Coles card. I really like your up sales technique. I really, so like, I'm, you know, okay, it's like, not that I'm offended that she's talking to her card, but it's like, again, the head is turned, I'm being ignored, okay, fine, whatever. But it was just like, seeing somebody's face drop like that and turn into a complete another person with you. So, okay, so I'm done chip card, I'm done inserting, I'm, uh, take it out, put the whatever in, the zip code in, or whatever you have to do. So, you know, the receipt and the Coles cash is printing out, or whatever the fuck is doing. And she's just like, this shit is printing, and she's just going on, like, blowing this other girl about how awesome she is for a new person at selling bullshit at Coles. And it's just like, and then again, and then I wait like another, this one wasn't quite as long, but it was just, it was so obvious. It's just like, if you're helping me in a store, like, at this point, the bare minimum, keep your head pivoted in my general direction. You don't have to look at me. You don't have to make eye contact with me. Just be aware, like, what's going on. So, like, you know, after she's done blowing this other girl for the way she sells shit or whatever, then she hands me my receipt with, like, again, it's like the transaction is over with, like, like, it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, I feel like I'm like the whore who just blew somebody, and I got the jizz all, like, all over my face and running down my eyes and shit, and, like, this person is done with me now. Keep in mind, I'm the customer, I'm spending the money, but I'm the whore in this case, and the girl just takes my receipt, and, like, she didn't wad it up, but she kind of took it and just was like, here you go, and then t- completely turned away from me, because, you know, usually when I walk away from a place, I'm like, okay, thanks, have a good day, something, you know. I was like, oh, hey. and then it was just like, we should do that. I just took that receipt off the counter and just in silence walked away. And like, that's what I mean about customer service. Like, fucking pay attention to the person whose money. Because like, here's the thing, and and I know fuckers who make minimum wage or whatever or slightly above minimum wage, they all think they are the cat's fucking pajamas and shit, and they got it so good. And I, you know, I can't stand when anybody's snooty to anybody for any reason, any level. But especially when you're working a job where you're basic. Hey, uh, hey, don't get me wrong. I've cleaned airplanes. I've scrubbed floors. I've cleaned human shit off the walls at Best Buy. I mean, I've had the grimiest fucking jobs you can do. And I got paid shittily for all of them. I didn't have a halfway decent paying job until I was like 31 years old. So believe me, I know all about jobs that are all about sucking shit off the floor. Trust me. But when you have a job where you're, you're literally sucking shit off the floor... To quote Dave Brocky, and not only are you sucking shit off the floor, but you're dressed like a clown doing it as you have to do at all these retail places. Please, fucking, just be a human being. Don't be an autonomous fucking asshole android. Just, you know, take the people's money, give them the receipts, send them on their fucking way. Don't be so rude. Like, like, it'd be like, I'm not even this rude to, like, strangers, like, out in public. And, I, and I'm not, like, you know, a really generally outgoing, friendly-to-all type person, you know. I'm courteous. That's what I'll say. I'm courteous to the bare minimum, but I'm courteous. You know, I wouldn't slam a door in a stranger's face who's walking in a store behind me. You know, if 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 I'm walking through and I need to say excuse me or something, you know, I, like, I, I treat people like they're human beings, not fucking objects. 
with this customer service and all these fucking people making 10, 11 bucks an hour thinking, oh shit, I'm the fucking big boss here. I'm fucking right. Look at me. I'm ringing up fucking transactions. I'm removing security tags off men's slacks. I'm fucking, you know, processing uh, refunds. Like, what are the fucking, like, trust me, you're not important. Nobody gives a fuck. You're not like a personality that like, fuck, you know, just be a robot. If that's what you got to do to get through your day, be a robot. But don't, like, do rude shit. Like, turn your fucking face away from somebody who, like, needs something from you or is trying to talk to you or whatever. Just, I don't know. That's my peppy. So that's my recent customer service. You know, maybe a few few shows later. And by the way, I live in a town called Redding, California. This fucking place, let me tell you. Biggest collections of weirdos. Obi-Wan Kenobi... (laughs) He should have been talking about Redding, California when he said you'll never find a bigger fucking collection. He, you know, what do you say? A hive, a scum, a villainy? That's what Redding, California is, by the way, people. So I guarantee I will have plenty of customer service, uh, you know, whatever, experiences coming up. So, you know, whatever. So- sorry if, uh, you know, I kind of got on your tits there with that, if I kind of annoyed you. But just, you know, I've just kind of been rattling around my brain the last couple of weeks since it happened. So anyway... I'm going to take one more breather here. My water bottle is empty. I want to retrieve some fresh water. Be right back on the flip side. Got a little something to talk about, just what I've been watching lately on the movie front, and uh, then we'll get out of here, okay? All right, so here we go. Coming down the home stretch of The Goat Show, episode number one. What is it? What is this shit I'm listening to? Please. All right, I have not gotten a text update on what happened with the man who was punched in the face. I think probably a good way to, um, you know, whatever, wrap this up, not leave you guys hanging is um, for episode number two of The Goat Show, if I can get her on the mic here, I will ask my girlfriend, where was she, what happened, whatever. You know, I, you know, I don't know the specifics. Was she right there? What happened? Was she from a distance? I don't know. I don't know what happened, but we're going to find out. I'm going to find out, and hopefully, no promises, but I'm going to try to get her on here to tell you guys what happened with the, f- the punching in the face of the person in the street in Redding, California. All right, or maybe it was at the shopping mall. I don't know. She got a couple of different places to go. She got to pick up her new phone. She got to get it activated at Verizon. She got to do all this shit. I don't know where it happened. Then she's got to get me some <laughs> Panda Express in the drive. Maybe it happened in Panda Express. I don't know. We'll find out. Um... And hopefully you guys can, you know. And if she doesn't want to come on the mic, I'll just try to secondhand. But I think it'd be better if I like we got like an eyewitness account. But you know, no promise we'll try. So, all right. To wrap up this episode, you know, I want want this episode to be at least fifteen minutes. You know, nobody wants to download a nine minute pocket. Then it's like, what? It's like put some more shit together. You know, maybe this is a lot more than fifteen minutes at this point. I'm not really sure. It could be. But to wrap this up, what have I been watching a movie? Well, you know, I've seen some movies at the theater. I was on vacation a week ago. Did a lot of cool stuff. Saw a couple movies. The last two movies I've seen in the theater were Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Wonder Woman. Both very good movies, but let's be honest. There's nothing I can say about them that you ain't heard a million fucking times before. Baby Groot. Tough-ass woman. And Wonder Woman, you know, that it's, I would just be saying, so we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about what's going on on the home viewing front. Talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. 
Transformers. A big transform. I mean, insanely into the Transformers as a kid. I was just the perfect age, you know. Still, was young, into toys. So I collected Transformers toys for. I had probably a good five to six year run of collecting Transformers toys. Loved it. As I got older, got out of the toys. You know, just because I got. You know, not only just because I was getting older, but if, if you're a Transformers fan, you remember the toys. After a few years, they ran out of shit, and they started getting cheaper and cheaper. Like, some of the Transformers toys I got towards the end, they're appallingly bad quality towards the end of my run of my Transformer toys days. Trans, you know, transitioned over, which I've always, I always read the Marvel comic, but then, you know, was able to kind of get caught up. I have, the Marvel comic book was like 80 issues. I probably have 60 of them. In fact, that's kind of my new reason I've been hitting the eBay. I think we're going to try to get those last 20 or so issues. And then I found out they did 20 more issues just like two years ago. They went back and continued the original story of the Marvel comics. And I love Transformers, the cartoon as well, don't get me wrong. Um, the origin story or whatever in the comic was very similar. Marvel comics was very similar. But I just was always, you know... It was a little more adult, a little bit better in the comic book. So I always loved that Transformers comic book story. So for years and years, really more for my love of the comic, even more so than the um, you know TV show cartoon or the the TV or the cartoon movie that came out or the toys. Really more, I was just like man, especially as you know the two thousands came and CGI was very ubiquitous, and uh, I was just like man, it's time they got the technology. They made Jurassic Park. They made a T Rex talk or whatever whatever the fuck happened uh you know we got the technology now you know we could we could have a velociraptor ride a skateboard you remember that happened in jurassic park 3 uh skateboard velociraptor. i was like once i saw that jurassic park 3 we could have a velociraptor ride a skateboard i was like then it's time and there was even part where velociraptor and i don't know how he did it because he had those little hands he drank a cup of tea like almost like an english person and he had like a little pinky up once that, you know, I was like, okay, we can do any, once we have Velociraptor drink a pinky cup of tea, uh, we, you know, get these Transformers, roll them out, transform these motherfuckers. And just in my mind, because Transformers are so successful, I thought, when they make a Transformers live action movie, Optimus Prime, everybody's gonna be in it, Megatron, Starscream, Thundercracker, everybody, Rumble Frenzy. Well, Michael Bay had other plans, he wanted to update it. Make it cool and edgy. And make everything look like a fucking jagged shard of glass or metal or whatever. <laughs> so he did his... I, I'll tell you what. I will never forget 2007. We're on the 10-year anniversary of the Bayformers um, movie universe being launched. I will never forget. Because, you know, like the, the commercials came out and they showed the Transformers. And I'm like, eh, I don't really like the way they look. But they got the guy who did the voice of Optimus Prime. Maybe they can sell me on it. You know, so I still, I won't say I was geeked up. Because I don't really remember being like too like overly informed about what the Transformers movie was going to be like. So yeah, I wasn't really that, you know, jazzed about Transformers movie coming out. But you know, I wasn't really against it either. But I'll never forget that time, you know, sitting there. I went to the movie with a buddy and it was a, obviously a summertime showing. It was jam-packed. A lot of people, a lot of kids there and. I mean, I don't really remember, like, the people around me, like, loving it. It wasn't, like, huge applause or laughter, you know, the way I've seen it. Some, like, 
like I've seen some fanboys, people like fanboy the fuck out at like comic book movies and shit. Like it wasn't like that, but it was like I don't know. I just I just sat there watching the movie and it was so embarrassing to watch. Like I felt so embarrassed to be a Transformers fan. I felt so embarrassed to like just be at this movie. I just remember like literally sinking down in my seat more and more. Like it just it was such an assault of like because you know like. The way the trailers make it look, it make it look like it's going to be all badass and people fighting for the fate of the earth, alien invasion, all that shit. And you see it and like, (laughs) that's the thing is like, I was a Michael Bay fan up until that point. Uh, I never saw Pearl Harbor just because it didn't really, you know, like water down World War II stuff. You know, I just felt it was weird to try to make like a cleaned up version of like a World War II movie. So I never saw Pearl Harbor. But what little bit I have seen like on cable, like I don't remember Pearl Harbor being all cheesy. But, like, um, Transformers, he just really doubled down on this, like, really bad juvenile humor. And, like, that's what just sunk it for me. And, I mean, like, obviously, like I said, like, didn't really like the way the robots looked. They didn't really look like Transformers to me. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, that was my initial feeling. Like, I ended up getting the movie actually first on HD DVD. Uh, Yeah, as a gift. And then later on Blu-ray as a gift. So, just having this thing around, like, I watched it a bunch of times. I didn't see... Well, we'll get into other movies, because, you know, I'm doing a whole series rewatch, waiting for Last Night to come out, but you're going to think I'm insane, you're going to think I'm a hypocrite, but, like, yes, I own all the Transformers movies, and, you know, first three I got as gifts, the fourth one I was like, fuck it, I gotta complete this shit quadrilogy, and now they're making more, so I will see Last Night. But, I mean, these movies, they have three or four good like, heroic scenes of, I will give them that, like, you know, with the music and stuff, and the, you know, he's usually, like, Optimus Prime rolling in and transforming and fucking up some bad guys or whatever, but, man, like, I just remember walking, you know, first impressions after the first Transformers movies over, it's just, everybody thought Shia LaBeouf, uh, was, um, comic genius, and by the way, I still call him Shia LaBeouf, uh, I try to correct it, because I do respect him as an actor now, but, Everybody thought I always said Shia LaBeouf is like a dig on him or something. From the first time I ever saw him was on Project Greenlight. He was, which is a a show that like chronicled the making of an independent movie basically through a contest and shit. And they cast him, he just had been on like I think Disney show, even Stevens or something like that. And like I swear the whole time he was on Project Greenlight, I swear to God all the producers said Shia LaBeouf. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I swear everybody called this kid Shia LaBeouf. And then once Transformers come up, they're like, it's LaBeouf. And I'm like, but look how it's spelled. Like, it, like you would pronounce that, wouldn't you, LaBeouf? Oh, no, it's LaBeouf, LaBeouf. So I stand corrected. His name is Shia LaBeouf. I'm going to slip up as I discuss these movies over the next few episodes. Uh, I'm going to keep calling him Shia LaBeouf. I'll try not to. Uh, I like some of the shit he does now. Like, he was good in Fury. But at the time, I hated him. I just thought he was this little corny cheese dick motherfucker and i didn't understand why spielberg plucked him around obscurity to start in transformer movies so yeah so my latest rewatch and i've seen this movie six or seven times now over the 10 years it's been out you know i just cringe through the bad humor all the i don't know what it is the the little chihuahua and pain pills humping and everything like the worst i think probably the worst comedy moment is when bumblebee urinates on john Turturro. I don't know, it's just, it's the worst, it's not funny, like, and the second one is when Shia LaBeouf gets, um, arrested, 
And this corny cop is like, so tell me, kid, like, what are you on? Goofballs? Whippets? Is that what they're calling? A little mojo? Uh, like, it's just the most obnoxious humor. And, like, I hear Michael Bay, like, he loves it when actors improv and all that. But, like, the thing is, is, like, where some directors, you know, they get comedic genius actors and shit. You know, like, Chris Tucker, back in the day, he was a big improv guy. And then Brett Ratner would edit the movie around it. Well, Michael Bay, he doesn't know good improv from bad improv. And he just gets people who probably aren't really that good at it, and he just lets them do it, and then he keeps it in. And But, I mean, I, I don't know anybody who, like, legitimately, genuinely thinks the Transformers movies are funny. It, and you say, like, well, there's always comic relief, cheesy comic relief in action movies, but the way Michael Bay pushes all these two-and-a-half-hour Transformer movies, like, there's always way more humor than there is, like, actual robot shit, and there is no story, and... I don't know, especially the first movie, you hardly, like, get to know the character of the robots anymore, so, yeah, I don't know, like, like, I always watch, but here's, here's the thing that's fucked up, is, like, I watch these movies, and I don't like them, but then they grow on me somehow, maybe it's just the random few scenes here and there that keep me going, keep me watching them, but, uh, cause I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know, it's weird, it's like, I know I'm watching, like, a fake version of Transformers, but I guess that's good enough to keep me watching or whatever, so, yeah, I don't know, I'm a glutton for punishment, like, I, like, when it comes to Transformer movies, I am, like, the people that I always make fun of who go to see shitty movies even though they know they're shitty, that's how I am with Transformer movies, like, and I've never, never gone to or rented or whatever or watched them, like, excitedly, but... I'd say this last rewatch of the series, I was more into it, but I don't know. Like I said, those handful of hero scenes keep me going. But one thing I do find hilarious about this particular this first Transformer movie is Michael Bay. You know, because he's always like the top at the top of Hollywood, but not really, if you know what I mean. So he like he thought he was gonna get Lincoln Park in particular to uh, record this like bad new metal rock version of the Transformers theme song, like, that they had reworked, but instead he got some, he, they wouldn't do it, so he got some other shitty band, and if you look online, you will find the song, it is out there, uh, that was this unused theme song for the first Transformers movie, and it's god-awful, so he, Link Park said no to that, and then he's like, oh, okay, write another song just for the movie, you know, we'll let you write it, I won't write the lyrics for it, or whoever won't write the lyrics for it, they said no, eventually the compromise was, um, they end up letting uh, him, like, before their new album came out, they let Michael Bay have one of the uh, songs <laughs> just to be like, okay, this is coming out on our album anyway, here you go. And it became the theme song. And I find it interesting, especially for the first three Transformers uh, movies, they all had a Linkin Park, just regular song, not made for the movie, but just a regular song that ended up becoming, like, the theme song in the movie. So the first movie... The song is actually pretty good. So I have to say, like, I was never into Linkin Park, you know, back when, whatever. But uh, listen to them now. I kind of like some of their shit. Uh, like, their style of music is good. Like, none of their songs really, like, I'm not like, oh, this is my favorite one. But um, probably my favorite one is probably New Divide, the one that's on Transformers 2. But for the first one, they, they did What I've Done. And uh, I don't know, since I'll be talking about the, the Transformers movies over the next couple episodes... I figure I pay homage to uh, Linkin Park and their weird connection to Michael Bay, but you know I'm not going to sing the whole song. I'll do like the first, I don't know what do you would call it, the first verse and the chorus. So, so here we go uh, to end the episode. 
I will now do my rendition. And I'm just reading the lyrics. I'm not like listening to the song in headphones. That would probably make it sound better, but I'm not going to go that far. I'm just going to do this. So, all right, this is What I've Done by way of Lincoln Park. Not for Transformers 2007, but to pay homage in the 10-year the anniversary. Here we go. And this is the one, if you remember, it starts out like that little janky piano. It's like... Like in the in the trailer, they would play it, and then they would use use the quote from Bernie Mac, where he's like, he's like, so, when they go to the car, he's like, he's like, I forget exactly what he says, but he says, son, the, the driver don't pick the car, uh, the car pick the driver, son of a bitch. But uh, yeah, it's it's that song. So it starts out like, dee, 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 and then the guy starts singing, in this farewell, there's no blood, there's no alibi, cause I've drawn. Regret from the truth and lie, a thousand lies. So let mercy come and wash away what I've done. I'll face myself to cross out what I've become. Erase myself and let go of what I've done. And then, you know, you, you just picture Shia LaBeouf. Running through the streets of, uh, I don't know, Chinatown, L.A., shooting the uh, the big laser up into Megatron's chest. Because, as we know, uh, <laughs> there's certain Transformers that only a Prime can kill. But there's also, there's some Decepticons that only a Shia LaBeouf can kill. So that's it for episode number one of The Ghost Show. What is it? You probably still don't know what it is. But that's alright. Because together we'll find out what it is. But uh, for now, I'll catch you soon on episode number two of The Goat Show. And until then, enjoy the silence. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.